0: All right, welcome back to Ohio. And Craig and Brandon are with me. Um, There's a new um, policy um, that's starting this week. I'm saying, hey, um, renew your expired license or car tags. You know, we've been in a pandemic for the past year, where a lot of us aren't driving or aren't driving as much as they did. And you know, they're saying, hey, you got to renew by July 1st if there's an expiration date of on or after may 9th 2020 um i gotta tell you it, it was interesting over the weekend um, my wife bought a minivan um and after buying the minivan um we traded in my car and her car is now my car and when we trade in the car uh the car dealership called us and they were a little bit concerned and they said hey why haven't you renewed your tags your registration or anything and I found out that I've been driving the like expired tags for about a year and a half. Now, apparently, I was okay because of the deadline. So, I guess if I kept that car patch July first, I could have gotten pulled over and thrown into jail. So, something to think about. I don't know. Uh, Brian. we were talking about this before with insurance and everything. It's different when we don't have to drive that much. Um, I'm glad Ohio has given us a reprieve, but I, I wish there was... You know, I feel weird because I'm going to have to renew at the regular rate where I'm probably driving once a week now. I, I wish there was a way that you can um, have a separate rate for people who don't drive that much. It's kind of strange.
1: <laughs> you know, that that would be kind of hurting the bottom line. Um, it's funny how co- – yeah, it's just another reminder of how the pandemic has really put a put a dent in, in the way society um, – has functioned way we it's functioned. You know, it's almost like we've had this machine for a long time and then boom, something hits it. And it's like, it doesn't function as properly. Some gears still still are still going in a little circle that don't connect with any other gears. Uh, and you're just looking at it and wondering, why is it still running? (laughs) Um, that's the best metaphor I could come up with this early in the morning. But anyways, um, you know, um, I don't know. It'd be a conversation for night for another time. You know, I think it would be it, it would be nice if Columbus for Cl- speaking from a Columbus perspective. I know not everyone's from Columbus, but man, yeah, maybe they could relate. You know, it's you know just nice if we didn't have to have a car. You know, just something like a public transit option where it doesn't take um, that could take us um, to where we need to go and to work. Um, and don't not have to, you know, put much money into, now, you know, it's started to become, it's interesting, we're getting to a point now where it's might you might be spending um, more money on a car than it's worth <laughs> in the long run. But, you know, I mean, who knows, maybe we're ever slowly everyone's getting back to the office. we um, are so, sort of at this um, kind of weird awkwardness of, well, can we force people to come back to the office or not? Um, kind of deal right now. Um, I honestly think um, time will kind of tell in that circumstance. I have a feeling the office uh, requirement will become go back to the norm, though. But uh, unless for some reason, the only way it's going to happen—that's—it's not going to happen—is if businesses say, "Hey, you know, this is a this actually wasn't too bad working remotely, and we can uh, uh, cut some overhead by getting rid of the office," which some companies have done already. Um, so yeah, uh, that's kind of where my thinking's at on, on, on all of this.
0: Yeah. We, we've talked about this before too, but it's not a good reminder of, and yeah, you have to renew your, your registration, even if you work from home, because obviously you're going to drive to the store or drive to the. A game or whatever. It's not like you can operate without driving at all. I mean, I, I'm with Brandon. Well, let's get to the subway system in Columbus. I mean, obviously, it's going to take forever to do it, but, <laughs> you know, let's have more public transportation. But, you know, it's not happening today. So, I mean, we're going to need to renew our licenses and everything. But, you, you know, Craig, we've mentioned this before. I mean, there is a cost to transportation. I mean, you know, I've looked at possibly going back to the office for my job. I mean, we're allowed to work from home, And but there's an option on the table. And, you know, i thought about it for a while, but even that 15, 20-minute drive to downtown Columbus, there's a cost. There's a cost in car maintenance. There's a cost driving each day. There's a cost in parking. And, you know, it, it's a factor. It's not just a quarter a day, it costs you. And when you're not making a ton of money, you know, it's something you got to think about, you know, and not just for us journalists, but anybody who, who works at the office.
2: Well, you know, to be blunt, I've sort of benefited from uh, the lack of going into the office. Uh, I would always have a half hour drive into the office and then whatever driving I would have to do when I got to the office. So You know, as a journalist, I think we put probably more mileage on our vehicles than a lot of other professions. And over the last year, it's been amazing to to save as much money as we have as far as gas prices go. I haven't had to, of course, obviously, last year when the pandemic really was in full swing, you know, the the gas prices were about as low as they've ever been, at least in uh, probably more than a decade or so. And, you know, we benefited from that, but then, you know, really didn't go into the office all that much, drove around, did what we needed to do for groceries and things like that. But, you know, probably saved uh, a lot of wear and tear and a lot of maintenance costs and a lot of gas costs. Now, at some point, we're going to go back into the office here like everybody else or most people will, but it, it definitely, you know, made you think, I mean, like, you know, it'd be nice if we could get some sort of a, um, you know, discount for not driving as much. And I know that there were some insurance companies that, you know, even kicked back money back to people that weren't driving as much last year. I didn't see that with mine, but unfortunately, but, uh, you know, it would be nice if maybe the uh, BMV was able to maybe give us a little bit of a discount for not driving as much and just renewing the tags, but... It's probably a little bit too much to ask because it would hurt the bottom line. And, you know, that's just not going to happen, unfortunately. Well, and,
0: and to even take it a step forward, because, you know, like any other business, the BNV is not going to give their money back. You know, they're not going to be like, oh, we feel bad for you guys. You don't know, have some drivers as much. Here's a refund. But, you know, I don't know, Brandon, you and I have talked about this even long before we did a podcast. There's certain offices and, and jobs And, you know, hey, we had a former mutual shared boss at a place that we worked at together, Brandon, that was very insistent, loved the idea of people working from the office, thought that was great, you know, thought that um, helped out, you know, morale, helped out productivity, helped out content. And I know we always had the argument just saying, I'm not sure if it does. And, again, we had these conversations Way before we even thought of a, p- a pandemic. I mean, I know there's certain jobs you got in the office, but I don't know. I mean, I, I was looking at the budget of this company and I said, look, there's a decent part of our budget that goes into rent of this office, of utilities, electric, and everything else. I, I, you know, Brandon, it's, I think companies got to step up. It's not just, I, I read another story about how people were having a hard time you know, we've talked about this too, how companies are having a hard time attracting employees and everything else. Well, it, it seems like a no brainer to have more remote work because it saves the employees money and it saves the company's money. If they don't have to pay so much for office, like I'm not sure why companies aren't the lights not going on. The company's side to do this more.
1: Yeah. Well, partly because I think it's a cultural thing. Um, you know, it's just kind of, you know, remote work, the debate for remote work uh, particularly has been, um, you know, been around for a long time. And I think COVID really kind of said, we're giving you, we're giving, we're, we're Mother Nature's uh, t- uh, choosing a side and it's remote work. Um, and, um, you know, that's something that, it, and I think, because, come, you know, you know, you and me have experienced this, Chris, any the argument against remote work is control is people want to feel like they're in control they just don't trust their employees that's just that's just that's just the nature of it and perhaps i don't think they realize like the reason why we had everyone come into the office uh back in the day and i guess back in the day could have been the 1960s for someone or the 70s or the 80s the 90s the early aughts The reason that was, that was, um, they were brought in was because they, into the office, because that was essential. There was just, there was just, there's just no other avenue really to, um, to provide remote work in that sense. Um, You know, I mean, maybe it was like, so it was very rare. I mean, and that, could the work be done remotely if someone was working like abroad, maybe, but that might be their, have a vendor contractor kind of role then. Um, you know, so relationship, but really and truthfully for your immediate workforce, it was just best to have everyone in the office. Now we've gotten to where the technology is on the cusp of, of being good enough to do remote work, but we're then with the advent of 5g technology where that is, you know, that it could truly transform how, how we connect to the internet, um, you know, it's just going to make more sense. Like, look, you can get a lot of your work done, um, um, you know, from home easily. Um, but I think there's also one other avenue that I think people like the office is that, um, they, it's like the office was, you know, an interesting place to offer a good work culture and, um, really offer an experience to say, look, we're going to go, go to, go to, uh baseball games we're gonna go to uh you know happy hours or blah 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 you know n- you name it or whatever just so that it kind of mask like it's almost like a a way to mask uh incentives to offer better pay or yeah. or better benefits so it's like look state you, you know you know um you know stay for the st- i don't know if you would come for the wages the low wages because stay for the experience um, it's kind of like the mantra in a way. Um, but, um, and, and cause like, that's funny to see even some of the food service industry businesses saying, come on, join us, get hired on and get a free pizza. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like, we will offer you anything except better pay. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> it is hide scratching, but that's kind of funny.
0: Yeah. Well, and I don't know. And, and I guess the other thing I'm thinking about too is it used to be like, I know I've had interviews with people where we, we sat there and said, man, be in this area, understand the people, you got to know the culture of the area and everything else. And companies that have said this in the past, I mean, good night. Now, I work at a place where, you know, hey, it was an incentive because I work on Ohio websites for me to live in Ohio. But I've got team members that don't even live in Ohio, and they're good team members. I'm not saying they're bad because they're not in Ohio. But now we're incentivizing this culture where you know you can work on areas across the country, and it's not bad. You can still do productive, solid work. So I don't know. I mean, we've changed, and, and you're right. I mean, COVID's kind of opened our eyes to this, and I think. The more we could do this, the better culture it is. I And I think it saves companies money. I mean, look at this too, Craig. I'm thinking about this. And it was a necessity. But when you work from home for the past year, you use your home Wi-Fi. So mm. in essence, the company is saving Wi-Fi costs too. Again, I'm not saying, hey, company, give me money to pay for my Wi-Fi. But I'm, I'm just saying it was a smart move by the company. Does the company save
2: more money that way? You know? Yeah, I mean, they've... Um saved on that um i know at our work we you know we dropped our cable we had cable there to to keep up on current events and news but we obviously didn't really need that anymore cuz no one was in there to watch it so you know in in the long run i think uh, businesses i mean they're still paying whatever they're paying for rent like every other business that rents buildings or owns buildings they're still paying on those buildings, but utilities have obviously gone down. Now, you know, I think a lot of, especially for us, you know, we have our distribution is in the same building. So our circulation department's in there every day usually, but they're not using everything and then we're coming in and then we're using everything. So, you know, really the the companies out there probably are saving a lot of money, although, you know, I think the the fear for for people moving forward. Oh, if, if we do go to this model where almost everybody that can work from home will work from home, you're going to have a lot of uh, business development owners and you know building owners that are going to be very upset because they're the ones that are going to be losing out on you know renting and selling these businesses or these buildings or this land. So you're going to see a lot of people probably step up if that ever gets to the point where everybody's like. Well, we can work from home, so we're just going to work from home because, you know, obviously there are always going to be businesses and places that have to work from an office. But if we don't work from an office, that's one parcel of a of a building that's not being used. If another person decides to say, we don't need to rent this building or own this building, so let's get rid of it, that's another business, you know, that's another building that's not going to be used. So business owners are going to be or people that own the properties are really going to be probably sweating it if people start going to this model.
0: Yeah, and that's true. And, you know, we just, we we have to evolve as a society. I mean, look how newspapers evolved. I mean, right. just, what, 10 years ago, we were obsessed with the printed page each day. It's right. not that way anymore. And we've evolved. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's grumbling. There's people who say it stinks. But it's just the way the business is right now um look at factories in the 50s everyone was working at a factory now hardly anybody is but you know you evolve and you change and everything else so i don't know i mean i and you know one of the thought, and we're going on way too much about this but i you know i was reading a story where they're talking about how restaurants can't attract people back and you know Brandon, you raised a good point they're offering you pizza they're offering you you know, a small sign-on bonus, but they're not raising their wages. And, yeah, that's not attracting people back. But I'm wondering just if I'm a restaurant, how do I evolve? Unless I have some reason to bring people into that restaurant, like the ambiance of the restaurant, or if I'm offering a, you know, a place as entertainment in the restaurant, whatever else the case might be, why not do carry-out? I mean, carry-out saves you money. You don't have to worry about a dining room or anything else. I, I don't know. I It just, COVID's kind of forced me to rethink things where I'm not going to stay in my house all day. I'm not going to be a hermit. But there's some things I love doing in the past that I'm not sure I'm not crazy about doing. Um, like, I, my daughter and I would go out and drive around and everything. We used to love sitting at Chick-fil-A for an hour and hanging out and talking. I don't know if I want to sit at Chick-fil-A for an hour. You know what I mean? It's not nothing at Chick-fil-A or anything, but I just, you know, there's bare better thing. You figure out how to make better use of your time and bare stuff you can do and everything. And I don't know. It's just we have to evolve to it. It's kind of, it's good. So, I don't know. Yeah, well, I appreciate you guys letting me vent about this. And, I, I think getting back to the b and everything, maybe these costs could be driven down if we – live our lives in better ways instead of just saying, oh, great, COVID's kind of slowed down a little bit. Let's get back to driving an hour each way to the office. You know what I mean? If you don't have to do that, don't do that. And maybe you don't need to spend the costs that we're spending on the DMV. Uh, like Brandon, how do we look for a way of using public transportation more if it makes sense? You know what I mean? I mean, you know, you can save so much money that way. So it should be good. So, all right. Well, let's end the segment before I take four hours talking about this. Um, Again, I want to spotlight the content we've got coming on. Um, We we have um, shows every day with um, Brandon and Craig. We also do interviews on the side. Um, Not everybody can make it when we tape early in the morning. Uh, This week, we've got a couple good interviews. Uh, One to spotlight Jeff Timmons of 98 Degrees. Um, Craig and Brandon, are you guys fans of 98 Degrees?
2: Uh, mm, I, Not really. I couldn't probably name a song of theirs, to be honest with you. It's been is so the long. The temperature since or the band? The band.
0: <laughs> this is Ohio band. This may be the – I mean, if we had a Mount Rushmore for Ohio boy bands, I mean, 90 Degrees would probably be the band on their list. I mean, they were formed in Ohio – uh, Nicholas J is still an icon in the Cincinnati area. Man, you can't write a story about Nicholas J in the Cincinnati Choir without getting a million clicks. I mean, people love their Nicholas J in Cincinnati.
1: I mean, I guess I will say, I mean, I don't know if my mom bought it or what, but there was a 98 Degree CD in the in the um, in my house. In my mom nice. growing up in my mom. So I have probably okay. listened to it. i not necessarily a, like a um, uh, enthusiastic uh, fan, but I now I'm just kind of scratching my head, like, how did that CD get in my house? It's, it's, <laughs> haunting, it's haunting me. I'm going to have to think about the oh, whole man. day now. So.
0: Well, well, I was kind of scratching my head for um, guests from Ohio we can bite on, and I forgot. Um, Jeff Timmons is originally from the Massillon area. I covered him a couple times while I spent some time at the Massillon Independent and reached out to Jeff. who was happy to come on, and uh, we had fun. Um, Jeff, uh, a couple of things uh, from the interview. Jeff is now hosting a Vegas Chippendale show. He was quick to say, I'm not the stripper. I'm the <laughs> Ryan Seacrest of Chippendale. So uh, that was an image I never thought I would think about, the Ryan Seacrest of Chippendales. He's the host, not the So, I don't know. I'm probably not watching the Dill show anytime soon. But they're going back on tour. He talked a little bit about life in the boy band and everything else. So check out the interview. That should drop tonight on our network. Um, all right. Well, thanks for checking us out. Again, check out all of our sponsors, Chase Bank, uh, Manly Man Company, um, in our comments. And we'll see you back soon with another segment. Thanks, everybody.
1: Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast